there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brekkie Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am, Monday to Friday. It's the week that was, with Rosa Ritchie of the Shepparton News. Indeed it is, and here she is. Good morning, Rosa. Good morning. The week that was. Has it been a good week? I think it is. We've got a lot of good COVID news um, as of this morning. Fill us in. Well, we already had easier restrictions than Melbourne, so I guess they're feeling really that the pressure's been um, let off a little bit. But we have a lot of ease restrictions today as well, so... I think one of the nicest is that we can have guests at home again. Definitely, definitely. That, that That's kind of a weird thing to sort of never have people to your home, isn't it? It is. It, it's very unusual. And um, one thing as well for, say, families who live in regional areas and they might live a couple of hours apart, um, they can now have guests stay over as well. So it's not just dinner guests. You can have someone come and visit you and if they've had a long drive, they can stay for, well, they can stay for the weekend. They can, um, they just count toward the daily tally of up to 10 every day. So we still can't go to Melbourne though, can we? No, that's the, I think that they're trying to protect us from Melbourne because unfortunately cases, are, case numbers are still very high. So um, in today's paper, actually, Max Stankamp wrote an article about, I guess, what to expect over the next few months in terms of COVID-19 because uh, we will continue to have relatively high case numbers. You know, they, they may actually climb higher than what we're having now. Um, and a question that we get a lot um, from readers is why are the case numbers going up if the vaccination rates are so high? And it's, Good question. And it's a good question. It's because the vaccine doesn't actually... Um, mean that you can't catch and transmit COVID, but you're far less likely to catch it, less likely to transmit it, and most importantly, you're less likely to become seriously ill or die. So, Really important point. (laughs) It's really important. But it's a really good question because every day we're we're really celebrating the vaccination um, statistics, which in Shepparton are incredible. We are, we've been ahead of the, the state average, um, having come from behind, I have to say. So we're now past 70%. We passed 70% a couple of days before the state average. So that's the second vax statistic. For fully, for fully vaccinated. Um, and we're past 95% for first dose, which means, you know, we can reasonably expect that more than 95% of our city um, will be fully vaccinated. Yes, and I was just talking to Greg James, uh, Yoda Yoda Elder, about efforts in uh, the Indigenous community to get those last lot of people over the line, so that's good mm. too. Mm. Yeah, so so pubs can, outdoor venues can have up to 100 people tonight if they're fully vaccinated. Um, Could be an interesting night out there tonight. I know. So that's, I think that's the discomfort that some hospitality workers are feeling is that it will become a natural part of service that people are asked to show their vaccination. I can already see the um, fights on social media locally Um, happening about that. Yeah. And I've worked, I worked for years and years in hospitality and 
it's it's very challenging type of customer service. Not least when there's alcohol involved. Say a party yes. in the evening, you know, Gosh. someone who's had a few drinks, whether they're vaccinated. So um, I urge everyone to just you know be kind to each other and. Um, wishing all those hospital workers the best of luck today. And of course, you don't get that certificate until you're fully vaccinated, so some people might think they can head out after one. Yeah, so it's... Well, and they they can, but the thing that makes it so tricky is if a venue decides to let people who aren't vaccinated in, their capacity limits remain very low. They remain right. at the same stage that we, we were yesterday. Hmm. So, yeah, it really is challenging, isn't it? Because you could think, oh, well, we're only going to get, what, 30 people, so we won't bother checking, and then more may come in. I mean, I think you just have to make a decision at the beginning of the night at a, at a place like a pub, don't you? Well, economically, I don't really see how a pub could choose Say, say they have a big outdoor space and they can have 100 people in there, I, I don't see why they'd ever choose to have only 20. If, yep. if, you know, they, they have to make money and they've struggled so hard. And also risk risk being a, you know, a higher um, chance of them being an exposure site if yep. they do have non-vaccinated people and then having to close down later, etc. Mm. So it'll be an interesting mm. couple of days as we get used to, you know, the next stage. But ultimately it is all looking a bit positive. Good to hear it, good to hear it. And let's talk about something non-COVID related that you've been covering this week, Rosa. Well, it was pretty startling when there was a bomb scare at GB Health. So I didn't actually, I wasn't on the ground. We did have a journo down there though, Monique. And um, the, yeah, Victoria Police really had to pull out all their most high-tech gear and an area was evacuated um, because there was a suspicious bag, um, which it turned out had a computer hard drive in it. So it did look, I've seen a photo and it did look a bit techy and unusual and um, it, of course you want to treat every bomb threat as, as a potential danger. But that was a big disruption and obviously a bit confusing for people who were trying to get into the hospital. Well, what what happened? Was it just someone lost their bag? Uh, I don't know, and I'm not sure that they. I'm not sure that police can say yet. I'm sure they're still investigating it because um, they haven't really shared information about you know who called it in or um, and might have to ask the police after eight o'clock when I talk to them. Ask the police after eight o'clock because it was a pretty unusual one and it did look um, a bit spooky. I can see why someone called that in as a as a threat if it were a member of the public. Yeah, of course. Okay, well, again, uh, we're always running out of time, Rosa. What's uh, you got? Some positive uh, news you want to finish up on? Well, one, I suppose it's not ultimately positive, but um, I was very fortunate to be able to write an obituary for Mick Cleary from Strathmerton, who passed away last week um, when he was out on a walk. And I never met him, but he just sounds like the most incredible man who had an incredible life. And there's a lot, a lot of people, um, not just from Strathmerton, but all sorts of different parts of regional Victoria who are celebrating his life and, you know, mourning the loss of his life. Um, But, you know, when you just, you hear about someone who was involved in everything larger than life, could make friends with anyone, 
So I just had the pleasure this week of speaking to people who knew him and, and reading about his life and it um, is under sad circumstances, but it's kind of lovely um, to be able to have those conversations and learn about someone that way. So passing away while on a walk, I think uh, he obviously was very active till the end, which is something we would all hope for. Yeah, and it was, it, it did involve a, um, a car. He was a pedestrian and unfortunately oh, no, he was no. hit by a car. So no, that's no good, dear me. still, you know, being looked into, um, but it was a terrible shock, I suppose, and he was, um, he'd actually recovered from being unwell um, about a, year, a few years ago when was the fittest he'd ever been. You know, he was 68 and he was walking about 20,000 steps a day. Only 68. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, good dear, sincere condolences to his family and friends, of course. Yeah. Um, and if anyone who's listening to you, Nick, um, and would like to attend his service virtually, unfortunately because of COVID, it's still not going to be, um, you know, there, there are still capacity limits to attend in person. But um, online you can view his um service on Tuesday morning um, so the details are in that Shep News article as well with the, with the link Okay, well thanks so much for your time Rosa, you have a great weekend and we look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you Terry, you too